Hi, and welcome to Quilt Connections. This is Karen Ponichelle, and today our guest is Phyllis Tarrant. Uh, Phyllis is a art quilter from uh, the sh uh, from the Charlotte area. Welcome, Phyllis. Hi, Karen. Glad to be here. Great. Thanks for thanks for um, speaking with me today. So, tell me how you um, became a quilter. What um, what interested you? How did you get your start? Okay. Um well, I'm actually from a family of quilters. Um, my mother was a seamstress. Actually, she did more making clothes, but she made quilts, and she had quilts from her family. And now that was just something I grew up with. We always used those. So in, I guess, 73, when I was first pregnant, I just assumed that what you did when you were pregnant was that you made a baby quilt. Sure. So I pretty much made one. I didn't use a pattern, and I also didn't ask any advice. I just did it. Um, of course, when you have young children and you're working, you get busy. So I made a quilt off and on for a few years. Um my children got older, I changed jobs, I was no longer teaching, so that gave me some more time. Um, my mother had died of breast cancer, and so my oldest niece was getting ready to uh, graduate from college. Uh-huh. And I uh, wanted to give her a gift. That would have said my mother was proud of her. Oh. Um, uh, so I decided to make a quilt. Uh huh. And at that time, I realized that with the children older, a different job, I had more time. And so that's the point that I came more involved in quilting and um, making quilts on a regular basis, joining the guild and so forth. Okay. How long have you been a member of the uh, the Charlotte Guild? Um, I don't know exactly. I would say, think about it. Didn't it start back in what, like maybe nineteen eighty or seventy nine? Yeah, I probably joined around nineteen ninety. Maybe a couple of years later. I'm not positive exactly when. But around 1990 was when I became more involved in quilting. Okay. Did you start as like a traditional um, quilter? Um, I always wanted to make my own patterns, uh, but I guess my quilts were more traditional in the beginning. Uh, probably I've never made more than two quilts using a pattern. Um, the first that first baby quilt I made was actually using the um, animals that were on the wallpaper of the nursery and um, using leftover fabric from dresses that I had made. Okay. Um, but yeah, in the beginning, it was I was more traditional. I was probably fortunate in that the first few workshops that I took with the guild were with people like. Gwen Marston, uh, Ruth McDowell, Susie Shy, 
So I was very quickly headed away from traditional um, quilting just because of the opportunities that I had as a guild member at that time. Right, right. And then you started getting into art quilts, right? Right. Right. And so just recently, um, you got your quilt into Quilt National. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. That was very exciting. So tell us about Quilt, quilt, tell us about quilt National and tell us how, about your, uh, your entry into that. I'd love to hear more about that. Hey, um, quilt National is, I think, probably the first major international uh, quilt art show, and it's certainly the uh, most prestigious one. It takes place every other year in Athens, Ohio. So we're fortunate that it's an easy drive up there to go see that show first off. Mm-hmm. I have gone to it many times and really admired the show. And I guess I set that as a goal for myself. I never really expected to get a quilt in it, but I figured that it's something you have to try. Sure. Uh, so um, for the 2017 show... That was the fourth time that I had entered the show. Oh, okay. And so I was, like I said, I was just very, very excited to get it in the show. Um, so, uh, so how would, what would you like to know? Um, well, I know, uh, I saw your quilt, and I know it's um, included in the the book. I have like a whole series of the books. I haven't gotten that book yet, um, and I know I did see your video um, uh, that they showed on Facebook, uh, where they interview all of the um, uh, artists, and they're in front of their piece and they talk about their piece. Um, can you tell us, uh, you know, when how did, did how did they uh, tell you that your piece was accepted into the show? Okay, um, you can send up to three entries, and then, like in November, you get a letter saying whether or not you're accepted or not. Okay. And then from that, you have to send the quilt in to be photographed, and then they send it back. And the show isn't until the next summer, so I really had... A lot of time to be excited about. <laughs> oh, right, right. And then you went to the show, to the um, to the opening of the show. That always looks like it's so exciting. Is it as exciting as it looks to me? <laughs> it was. We had, well, the, the first day they have a time period where they only let the quilt artists in and nobody else can come in. And you can go through and look at everybody's quilt and talk to everybody. And... Um, Take, they even let you take photographs during this time. Uh, then they let your whoever your guest is come in and the um, people that belong to the dairy barn. And then that night there's um, they let the public in and there's a banquet. So um, I ended up sitting with some people from Switzerland who had quilts in the show. Oh, wow. And... A really unusual combination, and a woman whose quilt was in the show this year, whose daughter had was in had a quilt in the show the previous year. Oh wow, that's interesting. I thought that was interesting. 
Right, right. I love to go to those those type of things because I went to the the Houston show several years ago and sat at the the banquet table, and I specifically sat with people who I didn't know, and I just happened to sit with these. Uh, winners from Japan. They real they couldn't speak any English. It was it was wonderful. They gave me their business card. One of them gave me a little flower, a little silk flower that she had made. It was it was wonderful. It was wonderful. So I I completely understand sitting with people and, you know, you know, talking with them. Who did you meet anyone else? Was there someone that you wanted to meet that you got to um got to uh chat with? Um Nobody in particular. I just enjoyed talking to all of them. There were people I had heard of that have been in the show year after year, and there were um, other people like me who it was their first time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so they actually give an award for called persistence pays for people for the person that had entered the most times before they have their quilt accepted. Oh, really? Um, mm-hmm. It was not me. There was somebody that had entered more than four times uh-huh. previously. So you know, people are out there trying, and pe- there are people that don't give up, which I know would be easy for some people to do. Right. You just have to keep trying it. Right. But it was it was a very exciting event. I bet. I bet. Are you are you working on your piece for the the next um, the next quilt national? I am. I bet. I, I know I would. That's actually that's um, one of my goals. Um, I would love to um, you know have a piece in quilt national. Um, what is your take on um, the show? It seems to me when I look at the quilts that are in the book, um, they seem to be a lot more abstract than you know uh, realistic. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, all right, well, of course, the jurors vary from year to year. And one of the juries for this show was um, Nancy Crow, who was actually one of the people who started the show to start with. And at the opening ceremony, she talked about uh, how the jurors handle things. And she really emphasized that they're looking for something that's different from what anybody's done in the past. Okay. And um, also, they're looking for large quilts, because my quilt at 38 inches by 45 was one of the smaller quilts in the show. Oh, okay. So, so I think large quilts definitely have an advantage over something small, and... No, of course, the next year's jurors may be looking for something different, but she did keep talking about how they're looking for things that are new and different. Okay. Well, that's good to know. That's good to know. Um, also, um, I think you had mentioned to me that you had a quilt in uh, uh, a book uh, that, that will be coming out soon called Quilts and Health. Can you uh, tell us about that quilt? Okay. Um, yep. Yeah. About 15 or a little bit more years ago, I had ovarian cancer, and um, when I left the hospital, the nurse suggested that one way that people often deal with cancer is by keeping a diary. So 
I decided mine would be a quilted dowry, and I basically took a Sharpie, which I know is not the best thing for doing fabric, but I wasn't in a state to care. Yeah, sure. And wrote out what my thoughts were on scraps of fabric, and if it were something that I could illustrate, I used some fusible and made an illustration of what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. And when I finished the last chemo, I put it all together in a quilt. At some point, I had entered it in a sacred thread show, Mm -hmm. and the women that were writing this book, and I'm sorry to say I can't think of their names right off, had seen it in the show and several years later had contacted me and asked me if they could put it in their book. Um, And she also, one of the authors was a curator of Michigan State University Museum, and she asked if I would donate it to them because they were making a collection of quilts that were related to health. Oh, really? So I did do that. Oh, wow. That's a really great honor. That That's wonderful. Oh, thank you. I was I was no, really surprised that she had remembered my quilt all those years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. People, yeah, people remember it. Um, I I wrote it down here. Um, it's uh, Marsha McDowell and Claire Luz, um, who are the um, the authors of that book. Yeah. And I think it'll be a real good book whenever, and it should be released. I think. Should be released soon. Yes. Okay. Great. Great. Um, let's see. Can you tell me, um, you know, what inspires you? Are there any other artists or quilters that inspire you? Um, yes, I, you know, I guess I'm inspired by all sorts of things. I do have my favorite quilters like Ruth McDowell and Sue Nichols, not Sue Nichols, Sue Banner. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, several others. Can't pull their names out on the top, but I try to be inspired by pretty much anything of what I see in nature, what I read in books. Right. Uh, somebody comes to the guild. Um, my quilt national piece was inspired by a very unusual incident in that uh, I belong to a quilt bee that has quite a few traditional quilters in it. And one of them, uh, Christine, just loves her AccuQuilt cutter. Oh, uh-huh. And she kept saying to me, Phyllis, you need to borrow this sometime. And I kept thinking, no, what would I use it for? I don't do that type of quilt. Uh-huh. And eventually I said, well, I have to. And I found some old quilt tops pink and blue that I had made when I was trying to learn about collar. And so I took them over to her house and we cut them up with the AccuQuilt cutter and it made lots and lots of pieces. So I brought it home and said, now what can I do with these? And I arranged them on my design wall and eventually they became the quilt that was accepted into Quilt National. Oh, well that's, that's, Um, that's really cool. Uh, Story for us. Thank you. Uh huh. 
Well, I feel like that you have to be open to inspiration from anywhere, and it can come from somewhere very unexpected. Yeah, I think that too. That's why um, in the, when I first started quilting, I loved to take classes from all different types of quilters because you never know what you're going to like. Yes, that's true. And somebody once said to me, if you learn you don't like something, that's you've learned something of value. Exactly. But I have learned a lot about art from my quilt classes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I did try to choose classes where they would be talking about design and art principles. But it's, I would not have ever made this type of quilt without having people help me learn the art part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the fundamentals of um, uh, right. design and yeah, design basics. Yeah, that's very important. Let's it was for me anyway. Sure. Um, I think you mentioned earlier that you do a monthly journal quilt. Is that correct? Um, that's correct. I, I, try, I'm, I think of it as one per month instead of one every other month because sometimes I get behind and sometimes I get ahead. But uh-huh. I, um, I call this my book of experiments and joys. And mostly it's I see something new and I want to give it a try but I don't want to spend you know time making a large quilt on out of it or I'm reading a book and I'm looking at how somebody's doing their work and I just give it a try and make a small like eight and a half by ten quilt of um either technique or perhaps the theme that they're using. And other times there'll be some little occasion that I want to celebrate, and I might make a little quilt about that. Mm-hmm. And I have learned a lot by doing all of this. Oh, I bet. I bet. Can you give us, like, one one of your favorite, this off the top of your head, kind of a, a tip of yours? Kind of a... I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Oh, uh, what uh, what tip could you give us um, about anything? Oh, uh, um, just be willing to try new things is about the main thing I could say. Um, I do both, both machine work and um, hand work. I enjoy most everything. Right. Um, going back to the journal quilt, can I mention one thing? Oh, yeah. Um, one of the things I do is magazine article, no, read a magazine article, and I don't think I've mentioned this to you before, but a few months ago when you had the article in Quilting Arts. Oh, yeah. And, um. Beth Stewart Ozark also had an article in that same quilting arts thing. I know. What a coincidence, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I thought, well, uh, I need to make a journal quilt about these two articles. So I believe yours was about making initials. Yes, uh uh-huh. And Beth's article was about domestic abuse. So... 
My uh, daughter is an attorney who handles a lot of domestic abuse cases. Oh, really? So I made my journal quilt for that month using your method and using her initials to represent Beth's article as well as yours. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. I didn't know that. Oh, I'd love to see that. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll have to remember to bring it and show it to you. Okay. Okay, great. Wow. Wow. I'm, you know, I feel like sometimes you, uh, I write these uh, articles and then I never hear anything. I never, and, but you know that that's uh, that's really great. Thank you so much for telling me that because um, you know I feel like sometimes you throw it out there and you don't get any response, nothing. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, or people only respond if they don't like something. Exactly, <laughs> that's so true. That's so true. Okay, uh, so tell us about what are your future plans? What what uh, what do you see going down the road? You know, five years, a couple of years from now, as far as uh, your art and your quilting. Oh, I have a lot of quilts planned. I don't know how I'll get them all done. Uh, I you know pretty much just want to keep exploring and trying different things and. I would like to enter more show contests uh, in the art quilt world. Um, I do sometimes make bad quilts, especially for family members, but even then they tend to be kind of arty type quilts. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to stay busy and quilt and try as many new things as I can. Oh, that's great. Did you just recently retire? Is that correct? Uh, that's correct. Last March. So oh. I'm, I've gotten used to it. It took me a while to adjust, but it does give me much more time for quilting. Well, that's great. Well, congratulations on retirement, and I hope you get to, I hope you get to do many quilts. Um, anything else that you want to, to add that I might have overlooked? Um, no, I can't think of every, anything. Um. Oh. Okay, well, great. Well, thanks so much. Okay, thank you, Karen.